It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about... Fin it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny, uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Welcome back to Generation Skywalker, and this is the latest episode of The Modern Way. And joining me tonight, we have got Dan. Good evening, Dan. Good evening. We've got Craig. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. And we've got Jez. Good evening, everyone. I am raring to go. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with you on the first point, Jez, okay? Oh, dear. What uh, modern acquisitions have you made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i uh, got a new kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that's getting uh, that's that's getting fit in a moment. Um, I, I'm here for inspiration, and uh, and I'm just looking forward to a good catch up with my Generation Skywalker friends. Okay, so I thought as much that you wouldn't have acquisitions. So let me go to the other two. Craig, have you added anything? Yes, I have. What happened the last time we spoke happened again this time round. So when I was putting the enhanced version of the recent gift uh, gift guide together, it's, it's a job that involves me looking for the most high res scans on the Internet of anything we talk about. And what happens as a consequence is I get really into what we're talking about, and what we've what we've uh, been discussing. And it was something I brought to the table. It was the Theory 11 playing cards. And the more time I spent looking at images of them, the more I wanted them. Uh, and I couldn't decide whether I wanted the blue set or the red set or the gray set or the silver set. And as you know, I put in the messenger chat uh, with you guys that I needed you to stage an intervention. It was the worst intervention ever because I ended up buying all four plus a set to open. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> a, sounds like a, a good acquisition. And I know what you mean about uh, buying stuff when you're doing this work on it. Dan, I mean, you were trying to rein yourself in last month. You said during the intro, I've had to cancel a couple of pre-orders because I've got out of hand. <laughs> well, yeah, so the pre-orders have come. <laughs> well, one of them's come anyway. I've only got one item, really. Well, I've got two. I'll talk about the other one in a minute. So I've got that Dinjarin, is that easy? Dinjarin? The, the Mandalorian uh, child Mandalorian build-up pack, which I did a unboxing video for earlier in the month. So I've got that. 
And today, my Chirrut Inway Rogue One Vintage Collection arrived, but unfortunately, Amazon decided to put it in a silly envelope and the postman crushed it through the letterbox. So that's currently on my desk, ready to go back to Amazon, and I've got a replacement on the way. Yeah, it's brilliant when they do that, isn't it? And then you get yeah. like a, uh, be like a sachet of salt or something in the biggest box ever. <laughs> well, no. I heard it getting crushed. I heard the letterbox going, I thought, oh, I bet that's it. And literally, as I got to the door, I just saw it being crushed through the letterbox. I was, <laughs> oh, no, I know what that is. So, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it this time. There's lots of, we're going to talk about some of the new stuff that's come up. So I've got a few more pre-orders in. But I don't think there's too much more. He says that, but yeah, I've just had a couple more notifications today. But <laughs> yeah. see you for next month. I'm a bit like Craig. I mean, during the present guide, which came out, what was it, last week sometime, I bought the Star Wars and Return of the Jedi candles, didn't I? That I think you bought up, Craig, in the adult list with the crazy, crazy uh, smells. Um, Jez is bound to have listened to the present guide by now, which I allude to one of the candles, Jez, being a odour of, reminds me of you, if I let you find that out for yourselves, but they're lovely, they come on a beautiful stand, I just need to track down the ESP set, because the ESP set is no longer available on any of those pages, but they're great, they arrive really quickly, I, I do like them, even the boxes are nice on them. They'll definitely be uh, boxed away until my garage is done, but definitely be part of uh, that setup. And then when I was editing the present guide, like yourself, Craig, I was listening, re-listening to you talking about the playing cards, and I treated myself to the graphite and the silver set, so they're en route. And I know I've been moaning the last two shows that I'd started my Han Solo shelf, and the first two figures I bought, Han and Lando, hadn't turned up because they were with pre-orders, so... They have finally arrived, so my shelf is complete. The stupid droid is still winding me up. Cannot get it to stand up. But um, obviously that then arrived with my Black Series, Empire Strikes Back, Luke, Snowspeeder and the Hoff Rebel Trooper. So my ESB set has started. I've also had Luke, Han and Leia, the Endor individual ones. I think they came in your set that you bought, the um, Hero set, Craig. So the Return of the Jedi set is growing. Thanks to Grant, I managed to get three of the gig power force 2 figures the layer boost which is extremely difficult to get is normally quite expensive but uh, grant seemed to source some random in europe and uh, we got quite a good deal block deal on bringing stuff out and where's my port but oh yes i've added a greedo tiki mug to my little lineup so um, they are growing Unless. but my family are refusing to drink from them at christmas always remember your focus determines your reality I wanted to just follow up on a couple of things, and I'm going to bring you in, Dan, as well on this, because I think I just heard you say that you got the Din Djarin, whatever you want to call him, figure, and we spoke about that in the last modern way, about the face sculpt and why he'd been packed with the actual helmet on. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, he said he's not packed with his helmet on. He's got a different head. So behind the, the, the sticker that's on the front of the card, behind that is his head, and you basically he's got a little peg in it, and you pull the helmeted head off, and you put the unhelmeted head on. It's, it's, it's a bit sculpt than it looked it was i've watched a few other like online reviews of it as well and i think the consensus was the promo shots weren't that great but it's not horrendous not as not as bad as we thought it was going to be i don't know what the black series one's like i don't think many people have got those in hand but this vintage collection one yeah, it's not it's not too bad ah and you have of course done a unboxing video haven't you which yeah. people can go and check out over on our youtube channel there was two other things i, I think uh, on the present guide i did the preschool toys and i uh, i had number one the remote control child from Mattel and I was saying oh this is going to be a, a definite one that I'm going to get for my little girl for Christmas and um, on Black Friday last week I noticed that it was in the sale 
had 20% off it. So a 60 quid toy down a 48. I thought that's much more palatable. But so I opened it up and there was five reviews sitting on Disney Plus or Disney Shop Disney, whatever it is. And they all said the same thing. They were all one or two stars. And they were saying the child moves lovely. It works fantastically. But it's animatronics in it. As they said, are the loudest thing you've ever heard. It's like a toy you'd expect from like the 80s that was just making making movements they said the child makes noises but you can't hear it over the machinery and from the five reviews four of them were going to send it back and uh, it did stop me in my tracks and the more you look the more the reviews are the same for people that have unboxed it so if you are thinking about buying that maybe take that into account because it does look like it's a, a fault on all of them not just a, a one-off so i haven't got it for my little girl under the tree and i don't know if you boys saw this do you know the freeze chamber we we, we covered a few shows ago what do we slaughter do you mean we did slaughter. We weren't very keen on it. So they've obviously shipped since then. Apparently the box um, has no inner packaging and all the bits are just thrown into an empty cardboard box. And apparently the Stormtrooper that came in the box, nearly everyone sent it back because the, the card on the Stormtrooper is battered to pieces because it is just moving around an empty box. Oh There's no inner trays or anything in there. But I'm amazed at the people that love the, love the playset. They're like, yeah, if you put lights under it here and this and that, I thought, yeah, so it's not really the playset then, are you? You're having to do a lot of work to it to get it enhanced yeah to get it enhanced but um yeah i'm quite surprised that it had no inner kind of tray or anything protect the items all being plastic you would have thought it would um for 50 quid yeah it's ridiculous i mean they know these are aimed at collectors they are getting heavenly discounted again i think um in demand they reduced it to 25 and cleared out the rest of what they had black friday was 25 quid in a few places wasn't it yeah in the states as well and they've all they've all cleared out now i don't think there's a few people that haven't dropped the price yet but i think if you hang on maybe for january sales or getting closer to christmas it might drop to that and that, that's more palatable for you know if you're getting a carded figure and that as well 25 quid seems more reasonable certainly if it's yeah. not impacting the box properly be interesting to see whether the um the tantive corridors in the same condition oh, because yeah i've got that on pre-order i think it's due to drop the end of this month isn't it i just want the carded figure inside of it so it comes yeah. and it's all bashed up i'd be disappointed as well could be could be really bashed up your one dan yeah probably through the uh, <laughs> through the letterbox <laughs> we looked at the scene where han solo goes into the freezing chamber george had scripted uh an exchange between princess leia and, and han solo which went uh, like this she said i love you and han solo said i love you too and it kind of uh, seemed to me that we weren't taking advantage of the character that we'd established for Han Solo. We tried take after take after take. Nothing satisfied me. And finally, I said, Harrison, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Let's do it. Okay, action. I love you. I know. And, and he dropped in and I said, cut. I said, yeah, that's a great line. That's Han Solo. Again, I think it was I think it was last month actually that we we talked about the vintage collection. I think the majority of the announcements were Mandalorian, but there was the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett. I think Mark covered it and actually was um, really positive about it. But there's had a, a change to the card since we discussed it last month. Dan, can you take us through what has happened with that? Yeah, so the original. I suppose going back back to what the nineteen eighty three not seventy seven back that had a image of Boba Fett. It looks like he's standing on a skiff, blue sky behind him, and it's the full length of his body. You can see his legs through to his head. The card they released or were planning to release this new vintage collection figure on was a close up of that, so you only saw the the top half of the body and you couldn't see the legs. 
so they've they've reverted now and gone to the the full length version of that apparently there wasn't the, that that shot from return of the jedi was flipped so you could see to make it kind of fit the profile of the card so he's looking right to left and it's um and it and it was airbrushed at the bottom to add the legs in so they've just used the original art i think that was unairbrushed and yeah a few of the, the collectors have not been very happy about it yeah, I think what was interesting there was that they've reacted to what collectors have said, uh, and they've made this running change. I can only assume that somebody, uh, somebody at Hasbro, has uh, been pointed in the direction of this shot and said that's the shot that they used. Uh, it's a it's a clean shot. It's not the retouch shot, so they've used it in the only way that they would think to, which is just to show it from his crotch up. And uh, yeah, they've been schooled uh, and they've they've made this change. So now presumably we've got a, a super rare version. Jez, we're seeing the vintage collection. How close are these to the actual vintage card? Yes, when you look at this, as Dan said earlier on, you know, it came in on the Jedi on the 77 because initially the Boba Fett release was on the Star Wars and the Empire and the first wave of the Jedi's was the uh, Boba Fett firing the uh, fireball, wasn't it? And uh, so some people refer to that as the space scene rather than the desert scene. This scene was continued on, on the Kenner Palatoy, but also on the Trilogo as well. So it's, it's even brighter on the Trilogo, the European release. And then there was a third different card back release for the droids range, where not only is the bubble on the other side of the card not on the back what i mean is on the right hand side um you've you've got more of the sort of cartoon looking uh boba fett there so they they've stuck with the one which was probably sold in the highest numbers the classic one there and actually other to me looking at it with a fresh pair of eyes tonight i think you know they've done a really good job actually i know that they've um they've tried to make the sort of accent to go with it uh, more in line with the original release and what i mean there is the colors behind the bubble initially we're looking at a sort of orangey color now when i'm looking at 12back.com which is uh, a reference guide for some vintage figures actually it looks like the original kenner one had an orangey background but no indeed it is yellow and it's even brighter yellow on the tri logo it's pretty bob on actually i think they've done um i i think it's a it's quite clearly a newer version and it's got obviously the warnings and stuff tom right but there is a nostalgia there. I think, you know, it, it's an improvement. Having had the zoomed in version, this, uh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It looks like it's, um, there's one thing which I'm reading here. It says um, along the lines of, yeah, it looks like it's actually been the actual image itself is the reflection has been reversed. But it was just matching what they did initially in 1983. Interesting. When you mean interesting, do you mean you're completely wrong, Jess? You've got no idea what you're talking about. No, mate, to be fair, I haven't really got an opinion on it. All right, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> so, I've had that before at work when I've said something and someone's gone, interesting. And you can just, you know, interpret that as you're wrong. It's just the reflection on the in that mock-up photograph, isn't it, where mm. it's sat on the, on the made-up ground and it's yeah. like reflecting on the surface. I think what's, what's interesting is obviously these are uh, reproductions of vintage card backs with modern interpretations of those figures on the bubbles so they've they've used sort of contemporary sensibilities and uh, and techniques to create the figures. Um, but what they've done, presumably in Photoshop with lots of high end kit, recreated this retouch like it was done with an airbrush in the eighties. Kind of like what leaps to mind is the Volkswagen Beetle. Now you know you, you you can't get over the original, just pure nostalgia, fun, classic value of the Volkswagen Beetle. And then what, you know, 20 years or so ago, I don't know, they uh, they 
they re-released it, didn't they? And they, they gave it, uh, try and keep it in line with the old classic look, but it's, let's face it, it's not the same, but it still does look good so the other bit to mention on that is they are actually releasing it on both card banks so initially it will be the this the zoomed in shot that you'll be able to purchase and then there'll be a running change introducing this one so if you are a completist you've got two to buy <laughs> they've got you they yeah. know they know about you collecting junkies and they're like yeah we're just going to make this subtle change and you, you never know they'll be releasing it on droids and try logo next which one do you prefer? I, I'm not sure because I on the I think on the vintage card back, the original vintage, the nineteen eighty three version, the bubble's a lot smaller, so you can see the gun and he's and he's and you get that you get that bit of extra, I suppose, drama yeah. in the photo. But where the bubble's larger on this newer one, that kind of all gets hidden away. So other than a pair of airbrush legs, I'm not quite sure, other than for nostalgia value, why there was that much of a hoo ha over it. Personally, I'd rather buy the original one if I had the money. <laughs> but yeah, as as I suppose as a as a as a uh, kind of a stand-in, I'd probably yeah get the get the zoomed-in one. I prefer that personally. I think I do in this case. The, the focus is so much more sort of predominantly on on the helmet, and and when you look at the one where it's sort of out, you, you look at his um, what just what is that on his helmet? It's not periscope, is it? Is sort of viewfinder or what have you? That's obscured behind the nameplate on the newer one. And as well as obviously the weapon system and stuff, which he's got. So you're right, that width of the bubble takes away so much. But I think having the focus zoomed in on the helmet for me is uh, is pretty good. Layout-wise, it's it's much better. Just It's just better balanced. No disintegrations. As you wish. As always, there has been announcements. We have seen more announcements, especially with these Mando Mondays going on now. I'm going to come to you first, Dan. Three vintage collection figures. First of all, up we've got the child coming on his own card back. This is different to the version that's being released with the Razor Crest and different to the version that's been released on the child build-up pack. So there's now three versions of the child, and they're all different sculpts as well. So I suppose just to run through those quickly, the one with the Razor Crest is actually holding the control knob that he keeps stealing off the Mando. I think he's got that um, permanently embedded in his left hand. There's the one that comes with a Dinger impact, which is fairly similar in terms of facial expression. And this new one that's just been announced on the vintage card back where it's just his release. He comes with his hover pram, what we keep talking about. And his ears are folded down slightly, so he looks a little bit more aggressive. If you can ever say Baby Yoda looks aggressive. Groke, groke, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Is this much different to the one that's rumoured to be coming with the Razor Crest? Because I think we said this at the time, without like they put Navarro in in brackets on that card. Um, I think the, the photo art's different, for sure. It's a different, it's a different image of of Yoda, or Baby Yoda, on the card. And um, but the actual, yeah, other than the actual figure himself, is fairly similar. Just I think he's just got a different facial expression. That frog <laughs> with one eye. Yeah, it stands no chance against predators. It's got one <laughs> facing foot. No wonder he uh, couldn't see Baby Yoda coming. Yeah, what'd you call a frog with one eye? It's on a postcard. Free. <laughs> what, did you, what did you say? <laughs> Free. Okay. Yeah, I just made that up. Wasn't very good. <laughs> Sorry about it's that. T- it's tickled no. me. <laughs> and then second up, then we've got Grief Carga, and this is um, in we're in the same. Um, fatigues as he wore in the I think it's called the siege the episode he was in this second series so he's when he's when he's running the show on Navarro he's got he's got more of a an official uniform that he wears so this this figures like that now a few people have come back and said that the cape looks a bit plasticky and 
not particularly happy with that from some of the feedback I've been reading online, but I, I think it looks fairly nice. And then the third one is our old friend Snaggletooth or Zooton, as he's known in this modern era. So it's uh, a repack figure from I think a, a free pack that would have been released or a um, special action figure set a free pack that was released I think back in 2011 or 2012 yeah so they've taken that figure I think he's had a, a bit of a repaint and they've um, stuck him on a Star Wars card I've pre-ordered that I don't know why I don't collect the vintage collection I, d- I think it's cross between I mean Jez I I'm very fond of you but you always remind me of Snaggletooth <laughs> so oh, really? I think it's like having okay. a little action figure of you yeah um, yeah that's fair i can see uh the way the the bottom lip kind of comes over the top lip yeah um, and the big wide punch. nostrils yeah yeah and the kind of like really furrowed down forehead yeah he's, he's seen <laughs> he's had a hard paper around hasn't he all zoot on yeah it looks like he's been running around for a thousand miles <laughs> So all three of those, I think, are wave 30 of the vintage collection, and they are out uh, March, April next year. Got quite a while then, isn't it? They do like uh, revealing these things early, don't they? Mm-hmm. And then other stuff they drop, and it's like You've available later. days later. Yeah, it's um crazy old uh, format for that. Well, so that brings us over to the Black Series. And um, Craig, you've been, been looking at this because we've had a, a few announcements on this front. We've had a little flurry of announcements. So we've got, uh, first up, we've got three from The Mandalorian. We've got Moff Gideon, Queel, and Grief Karga. They uh, they all look pretty good to me from the photographs. I think these are sort of early leaks. Um, I've put in my notes here, Moff Gideon has Stewie Griffin bottom eyelids. He <laughs> really has, actually, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> just opened it up. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the likenesses aren't bad, I don't think. Um, I don't think they're, they're terrible. I think Queel is far and away um, the nicest the nicest one there but they come with um they come with all the accessories you would expect and um, dark saber comes with uh moff gideon uh quill's got his little uh his little gun there and uh grief's got a, a kind of side arm so yeah they come uh come in then well, it's not new anymore the new black series packaging but they uh they're all going to look nice in a row danny are you you're putting together the um mandalorian ones on you i was but i've um i've switched focuses now i'm going to do it on the vintage collection <laughs> So, um... Now I'm getting the Razor Crest. It's kind of like, oh, do I want to get too deep into Black Series? And I've, yeah, I've done an about turn, so I'm going to be selling some off soon. Because they're they're <laughs> chucking out a lot of them, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, Mando thing, but I suppose it's all the right. I think it's, but what we're seeing is it's mirroring what's happening in the vintage collection. So kind of they'll announce like a Grief Cargo and a Moff Gideon, and then a week later they'll be on the vintage collection announced. So it's it's they yeah the figures coming out tend to be the same on both lines eventually, anyways. It does make me wonder how they're going to keep up with the show that is revealing characters at the rate it is. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we've just got a, a quill here and he's like, yeah, he's dead already. <laughs> we've moved on. So, uh, yeah. so it'll probably be next year before we get a lot of the characters from, from this season, unless they all of a sudden yeah, pull something out of the bag. But it was Monday yesterday and there was no new announcements there. And I was expecting a Bogotan or a Soaker if they were going to do it. It would have been then, I think. So there's only really a week or two left. And then, yeah. That's it till next September, I think, maybe. Right. I mean, they even gone, they could have gone crazy with it. I, I mean, they've released, what, four, another four or five figures that are all predominantly from the last series. But then even in the first wave that they released, what, back, they came out back in July. That was only, well, that was Mandalorian, Death Trooper, Stormtrooper, and Cara June. So they've not really milked it as much as they could, even with that delay for the first year. The second year, you would have thought you'd have seen a lot more. But there's only really, I think, four or five figures we've talked about over the last few weeks. Even on that retro wave that's coming out in May, again, it's just the 
the same six figures that have been released on Black Series and, and on and on Vintage Collection. So yeah, there must be a method to the madness. I'm sure there is. So the other figure that's been released is uh, Asajj Ventress uh, from the Clone Wars. And uh, I really like this figure. I think it's great. It's a lot of detail. Um, she's got a fabric skirt. Um, she's got a, what you call that kind of front bit that comes down. It's sort of highly detailed. She's got a double lightsaber. Articulation looks really good. And I think what's, you know, what's always good about these uh, these realistic figures that come from the animated shows is that there's no likeness to get wrong. Um, so we're not all going to sit and, and kind of bellyache that it doesn't look like the actress because there isn't one. But yeah, it's a really nice figure. I'm looking at that on um, on uh, Hasbro Pulse site where it's available for pre-order, but it's sold out. So um, I think I can see that one being quite popular. And the final one in this roundup is our favourite Mucky Stormtrooper. So we've seen him in all scales now, and we're going to get him in uh, in the Black Series six-inch scale. So it's the uh, it, it's the sculpt that we've seen before. Dan, is that right? You're my go-to sculpt sculpt guy. I haven't checked it. I imagine so. <laughs> yeah, I have to check. <laughs> Not a lot to say about it, really. It's it's a Stormtrooper, but. And I think looking at this and researching it, I think the fact the most interesting thing about it was how the uh, the discussion was around the box art because it teased Moff Gideon before he'd been announced. You could sort of see a little bit of his cape. So that, that box art at the sides that continues this little uh, collage of characters, people are kind of getting into that and looking at uh, looking at the detail and working out who's going to be next in line. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, very nice. So, Jez, I'm going to come over to you next. Now, now these aren't unofficial. I think this is def- these have definitely been leaked somewhere. But next year, we have got another TV show called The Bad Batch. Yeah. What is The Bad Batch? Well, you kind of uh, got me at the right time, really. Because of uh, Disney+, Plus. I recently went through and I watched the whole of the Clone Wars over the space of about three or four months or so. So I've recently become uh, acquainted with The Bad Batch. Now, these guys came out um, in series... Uh, seven so the most recent one and i think they pretty much had a whole story arc to themselves now they are clones all right so uh they they were good guys in this up until the point where you know they then turned and who knows what would have happened post order 66 but they were assisting the goodies uh they they were on our side because they were clones however you've got this sort of likely mob of uh of clones who aren't quite clones as you'd know because uh, they've all got some sort of slight mutation and then what comes with that is specialist skills they're kind of like um the fantastic four of the uh, of the clone army so it's led by a guy a guy who wouldn't look out of sorts in sort of rambo or, or you know sort of hot shots movies which is clone sergeant hunter and uh, and he you know he he's their leader as a hunter he's got sort of additional senses and skills you've got a uh, sniper who is uh, just known as crosshair and in fact it looks like he's got the scar of a sort of crosshair over his right dominant eye yeah sort of just just a cold wants to kill everything sharpshooter and then you've got the geeky tech a uh, guy just goes by the name of tech who can just square away everything it's almost like a team from mission impossible you know and then wrecker who's the big dude who he, he's he's just a, a man mountain who will just go up to people and just uh rep, uh rip them apart wreck them kind of a bit like um in rebels who's, who's the big dude in rebels begins of a sea i can't think of it yeah. big purple dude Zeb. 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 yeah a bit like zeb from that point of view and then the guy who looks like some sort of rocky sort of rock type dude in in fantastic four you know the, the big one of the team who's not 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 necessarily got a great deal up top but it's just when you want a big sort of wrecking ball uh you've got wrecker so so that was the four and uh, towards the end of the arc um sort of spoiler spoilers loose now uh they were joined by a, a fifth clone trooper member echo 
who had been uh, um, went missing in season three, and he was rescued by the Bad Batch, and, and they all got on so well that he uh, he joined their team. So this is the Bad Batch, and um, yeah, good enough to have their own arc, and, and particularly popular. So uh, it looks like there are rumours about them now having their own series in uh, in 2021. And who knows, as I said, you know, post Order 66, what's happened to those guys? Are they going to are they going to be working for the Empire against us or are they going to have some sort of method in which they can be um, saved from the uh, Order 66? Very much like you may well find a couple other troopers are. Rumour has it. And it is a rumour that they're they're the, the guys that rescue baby Yoda from the temple. But this is to do with a couple of reveals, isn't it, as well? So um having a little look at, at what's potentially around the corner. So um yeah, looking at Yak Face forums, they're showing actually two figures here. One is, is Hunter. And if I if I start with him first of all, so this is um guy look you know, it's a smart looking clone. These guys have got more of a sort of gunmetal finish to them. So it's slightly cooler than some of the predominantly white finished um, uniforms which you may well see and could probably just blend in a little bit more uh, and this guy's got uh, a dagger you know I, I still look at some of these toy lines is is exactly that as toys it's something you know children have as well now i know you know look to the past in the 70s and 80s you see action man gi joe and all that lot with daggers but as soon as i see that now maybe as a parent i'm just thinking about you know knife crime and stuff like that and and now when i see daggers and knives and blades and stuff like that on the tv series on cartoons and on mandalorian and stuff i see that as more violent and more aggressive than seeing blasters but you you see him there in this screen with he's got a uh, small sidearm on his left hand uh, hand and then he's got a um a, what would appear to be something like you know a seven to eight inch dagger in his right but his helmet on and his backpack i mean it's a smart looking figure it really really is my favorite of the two though is the um is the other one the uh, crosshair uh yeah th- this chap because this is a, um, he's, he's just looking pretty gnarly, mate. He has got what appears to be, you know, in, a, in our sort of modern equivalent, it looks like he's got a massive sort of 50 cal weapon system, which is interesting because it's not there with any sort of bipod or anything like that. So it's obviously going to be light enough just for him to hold aloft without having to have any sort of support on the ground. But it's it's suppressed. It's got a massive silencer on the end of it. So, uh, you know, you can just imagine old crosshair there sneaking up with his big 50 cal and his huge sighting system and just slowly taking someone out even you know on his helmet there he's, he's got the the sort of the scar the insignia of uh, the fact that he is crosshair and it just just looks a bit nails a bit alley as people will call it in the military his weapon's enormous it's the same size of him i reckon if he stood that down yeah so you know it's, it's packed with the real punch i mean i just guess that's just me going well yeah i can't see a bipod support or anything but it's got it's got all the bells and whistles and uh yeah the, these guys do look like you would want them on your side now last month we talked about the amazing bb8 christmas droid from the droid factory oh <laughs> it was a beaut so straight after that we are now uh, given some more droid factory what have we got craig because we've had a uh, three more announcements from the droid factory three more announcements from the droid depot so yes as we discussed on the last show this is galaxy's edge droid shop and these are exclusive to the park um, you can't get these anywhere else uh, they are i guess park souvenirs more than anything uh, and they've released two single carded figures and a five pack of droids so the first one picking up where our whatever he was called bbh2o 
the little uh, Christmassy droid is a droid called CB23. And for those who don't know who CB23 is, she, I think it was a she, was a, was a stand-in for BB-8 when uh, when BB-8 was stationed on the Colossus in Resistance. So she hung out with Poe while BB-8 hung out with Kaz on the uh, on the station in uh, in resistance you know, worthy enough of um, their own action figure and uh, you know they had some blank bb8 so why not give it a different color scheme and stick it on a card the other one is uh, for Lom, so I can only assume this is a, a kind of nod to the 40th anniversary. Maybe this is something that was planned a little bit earlier. Seems a little bit kind of out of kilter with the other ones. I always sort of see for Lom and IG-88 in a kind of different league to kind of the droids that he's lumped in with here, or all kind of utility models. But maybe that's kind of an unconscious bias on my part. I, I kind of put droids that are shaped a bit like humans above ones that are shaped like dustbins. So if that is uh, unconscious bias, I am um, very sorry. But yeah. Yeah, he's uh, Forlom's there on a card. They've airbrushed out all the other um, other bounty hunters. Looks odd because we're so used to seeing that that image. But yeah, that's on its own uh, droid depot card. But I think the interesting pack out of the uh, out of the set is the five pack. So these are all droids that feature somewhere in the park. There's an R1 droid. They were the droids. So there was one in the um, in the Tatooine lineup, uh, and it was designed very much in homage to Chris Foss, the uh, legendary sci-fi illustrator and if you ever come across a copy of Asimov's Naked Sun there's an illustration of a droid on there which is exactly the R1 droid it's one of my favourite droids in in Star Wars big clunky thing it's got that classic kind of Chris Foss kind of lettering on the side and pinstriping so he's uh He's really cool. The big chunky yellow and red fella is BU4D, known as uh, Buford, uh, and he is—he's a member of the Resistance ground crew from The Force Awakens. Big, big kind of stocky droid. There are a couple of what I can only sort of assume are generic droids that have been created just for the park. Can't seem to see them cropping up in any other in the other media. So there's an orange and white R5 unit with a with a cone-shaped dome. Uh, and there's a blue and white R4 unit with a with a conical dome. Uh, and then there's a gonk droid. So all of these droids, they all appear outside the droid depot uh, building in Galaxy's Edge, adding that character and that texture to that environment. So in theory, you see them in the park, you go to the gift shop and you buy them and you take them home. They're a bit more interesting than the one we saw last month, aren't they? Yeah. Even, even the BB unit. I mean, the picture's better. It's just, it's coloured better. Yeah, they're a bit of fun, aren't they? I, I think if you'd been to the park and you'd seen them there, I think you're right, the fire packs quite a quite a nice little uh, keepsake of your trip exactly now dan now the mission fleet line i i put in my toddler's present guide uh, countdown and um we've seen some good fun sets in there for play they've announced well it's been leaked another another announcement for that not much too many details though no so it looks like there's going to be a bo-katan set that's coming out no word on when no word on what it's going to be packed with i've searched google several times hoping that something was going to get announced yesterday on mando monday but nothing it's going to be around 19.99 so I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. So no idea what. Apparently, there's something else that's going to be announced as well, but there's no, there's no more information on that yet. So yeah, I think someone's sitting in a computer at one of these supermarkets who's worked there and searched the couple of barcodes for Star Wars and come across this. So it's on its way. Just no, no word of when or what it looks like. We'll keep an eye on that over the next month or so to see whether we get a bit more information. But definitely look like they're going down the Mandalorian line quite hard now. Jez. 
Dan's going to be delighted to have seen that I put your name next to this because I normally chuck the, the Funko Pops at him. But we've had some more Funkos announced again this month, this time a concept series. Yeah, so when I first saw these, so four of them come out, Vader, R2, 3PO and Yoda. And when I first saw these, I was like, what on earth? Now, bear in mind, you know, there are what hundreds, nay, thousands of these uh, Pops and, and I've not had one yet. And I first of all saw the R2 and I was like, that's not even close. And then it occurred to me, yeah, these are the concept ones. This is an absolute homage to Ralph McQuarrie. And this is, I believe, uh, I'll have to check with Dan here. Uh, this is the second wave of these. Because I think initially they had uh, Luke, Starkiller, Fett. I think they had one other as well. So I vaguely uh, remember something. I think it was a, ha- yeah, a Chewbacca a maybe. Yeah, they a Chewbacca. Now, so they've got an alternative Vader, the R2, C-3PO and Yoda. So the Yoda, I mean, first of all, it's just like, wow, that is one haggard Yoda. And um, but, you know, th- this is what is wonderful because this is a homage. This is giving uh, due credit to uh, to the inspired work of Ralph McQuarrie. So when you look at that classic image of 3PO and R2-D2 in the background, it is R2 there in um, sort of more of a grey colour with the uh, three uh, limbs as you'd see him but with two sort of utility arms coming out and also some sort of additional array on the top and uh, and the Vader with a much more sort of I don't know I think the best to describe is slightly more bug like eyes but more streamlined face potentially more sort of sinister looking um, so all in all very much close uh, Funko Pops to the uh, to the original concept art and uh, yeah why not I think these have got far greater place within Star Wars than some of the other randomly tenuous ones which you see but still people clamour after them you know these these have definitely got they're in some people's hearts but um, yeah fair enough I think Jess should do the Funkos every month <laughs> just He's yeah, probably I give them that. some love <laughs> I, I go pop pop quiz Jez that that right. version of Yoda yeah. was was painted before Yoda was called Yoda what was it known as uh, initially he was known as Minchu oh! <laughs> Very yeah good right yeah yeah that's right yeah because that was um, <laughs> yeah I'll stop there I'll just stop while the game's good <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't call Grogu that given that they mine uh, well that was one of the rumors flowing around I think <laughs> I mean, actually, as as far as Funkos go, we, we've covered them a lot recently. The 3PO, I mean, that, that famous Macquarie image of him just standing in the, the sandy land. And they've nailed that, haven't they? And even the body actually looks like just a, yeah. a human in a, a funny gold out, like disco outfit. It's I would say they've, um, for Funkos, I, I wouldn't go and get these, but I would say they've um, they've made quite a good job of all four of them. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, when I say a lot of effort, there should be a lot of effort. But, you know, the the accuracy and what they've gone for here is absolutely spot on. You know, you look at it and you think, oh, Vader, you look and then I, I would need to check. But the fact is they've made a decision here that Vader has the sort of more bluey turquoise, turquoise lightsaber. All in all, it's, uh, it's it's nice little things like that. Like, yeah, I like that. The R2 is just crazy looking. The Yoda just looks like he's been on 100 fags a day but the c3po i think is um yeah bomb bomb well some funkos that have uh you know lifted the spirits of one of the team i mean we didn't think we'd be seeing that at this side of uh, 2021 now craig i'm coming over to you next we spoke about the regal robot rancor recently and how beautiful it was now regal robot uh, this is completely left field of a statue isn't it what what have they come out with yeah, what we're looking at here are a set of, well, they're calling them wood art plaques. 
if you are not familiar with the vinyl carry cases of the vintage range, they were cheaply produced vinyl cases hinged at one side and you open the book and there were little compartments put action figures in. And each one of them had a very kind of brightly coloured, dynamic, kind of illustrated montage of the characters that were, you know, the hot characters that, at the time that these were released. So there was one for Star Wars, there were two for The Empire Strikes Back, and there was one for Jedi. So you're looking at some vintage artwork. It's of its time. And, uh, you know, bags of nostalgia for anybody who had them as a, as a child and remembered them from back in the day. And uh, Tom Spina and Regal Robot, I mean, they're really famous for super, super, high-end reproductions of you know iconic bits of kit from uh, from the star wars movies so we talked a lot about the uh, the rancor recently and i know that he does a lot of actual prop restoration for um, lucasfilm and i think this guy has access that other licensees just just don't have so to come out with something that's as kind of basic as this is 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 a surprise really i mean they're not massive so in terms of their impact they're not kind of stunning uh showstop stoppers in your in your front room they are kind of about 12 inches high so about the size of a you know, vinyl lp by about 17 and a half inches so you know they're not they're not kind of that big they've got them displayed on the on the site here as a set of four above a sofa and you can sort of see if in that context it's probably got a bit more impact you might kind of go oh yeah that's kind of a centerpiece for the room but that would irritate the life out of me because for three movies you've got four pieces of artwork and um, having the two empire ones there so that kind of doesn't quite doesn't quite sit for me they just seem a little bit yeah for me really i mean you look at his other work he's you know you can you can buy the emperor's throne uh, to sit at your office desk you can buy a desk that's like a tie fighter he's done little things like uh, little uh, magnets that are the uh, the little heads from the front of jabba's uh, kind of throne there uh, and everything's sort of got a use it's got a clever kind of way of um of, of kind of adding something to your life whereas these are just sort of things that you stick on the wall and if you look at the other things that he does in that kind of realm there's a lot of in-universe kind of references and jokes so you can buy a similar thing for slightly less money so these plaques were talking about $39.99 for $29.99 you can get one that's that's based on the um the warning sign that uh, was, was stuck on the doors in uh, in echo base and that kind of in-universe sort of jokes if you go around and you know if you know you know one of those kind of things it's got like a docking bay 94 sign the ice cream maker desk organizer so this sort of stuff that you can have in in your life but it's, it serves a purpose whereas these are just bits of wood that you stick on uh, stick on the wall i think if they were cabinets you know like they were little kind of things like uh, you could open the, the front of them and keep stuff in them then that i could get i kind of get that it's like a little case or even if it was a massive massive vinyl that you could put on a double garage door that would be quite cool but as they stand yeah i don't know what anyone else thinks well, let's ask them. <laughs> the, well, the only, I mean, I've always, I've got my own, you know, little room, my collecting room. It's not really a man cave, it's my room, but I quite like the idea of putting one on the outside of the, outside of the door so people know what they're, they're getting themselves into. I haven't, you know, like some, I think, what's it, um, Gus Lopez calls his collecting room, or his, or his house, or whatever it is, his wing, he calls it, the, you know, the Boba Cabana. So I haven't thought of a name for my little room yet, but I think one of those might set it off nicely. I think it just lacks a bit of wit and, and, and creativity that is what I know this outfit for. You know, we looked at Etsy for the gift show and there's lots of people who can take an image and blow it up and print it out and stick it on a piece of wood. And you're right about other stuff they do. You, you just mentioned the TIE Fighter desk. Have you seen the um, Hanning Carbonite desk? Oh, I mean, it's a great big wooden base. And then it's got like this glass top with a Hanning Carbonite in it. 10,000 
dollars not talking about anything particularly cheap here but i mean payment plan i mean it's incredible incredible desk it looks like he's lying in state doesn't it <laughs> it's a dust trap though isn't it because that's not sealed around the sides there didn't, uh, he, didn't he do the coffee table as well with the falcon and the asteroid that's right yeah that's on this site actually you no know, those things start from a point of view where it's like wouldn't it be great if we could do this you know that's big thinking whereas this is like yeah we could stick some Stick some stuff to wood. I'm just having a little look at this, and, and I think Craig's absolutely right. There's, it's just a lack of imagination, and for the price as well. So being on Regal Robot, and these things are forty bucks. Yes, I know they'll do Black Friday deals where you can get a percentage off and, and whatnot. But I was able to get the uh, the Yoda Empire Strikes Back one, the actual carry case for some like ten or fifteen dollars at the last celebration. So hey, don't have this. Have a wooden sort of, you know copy of it for twice as much whereas i do like the signs on the echo base but also the uh the star wars the sort of the old empire strikes back darth vader in the flames wood art there for the same price i, I love the idea what dan said about having it on a door you know to show off but you know i i think for the price i would um, just prefer the original carry case really I think there are better things, Dan, to hang on the door. I think yeah, you've got Dan. a whole world of it, and there's seen so much stuff. I think um, I think you just take an easy option there, Dan. To be fair, and I think you need to stuff <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, Dan. There's a lot going on, but also not much going on on those um, carry cases. If you could, if you could get those, you know, like we've got Docking Bay 35 and Docking Bay 94. If you, if you could get like any number for your house, that'd be amazing. Mm. I'd mm. have that. It's it's legible. For the postman, but also, you know, to people like me and you, we know. We know what it really is. Well, interesting. Uh, be interesting to know what people people do think about them and uh, whether they sell well or not. But uh, moving on then. So we're going over to one of Dan's favourite uh, areas. I know you own one. The Koto Bukia. Now, this is how much I take in what people say on this show. Because, Dan, I believe you got a Emperor one of these under your tree once at Christmas. I've got, um, an, I've got a few of these. I've got an Emperor. I've got Yoda. I've got an attack driver. Well, this is going to be right up your street then, because this is got, Boba Fett in the vintage colouring. Yeah, I think I've got the, 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 the same Boba Fett in the regular colouring as well. So I think I've already got that one. So it's they basically it's a bit random. I've never heard of bait before. Have you guys heard of bait in the States? So I, I've been on the website and it looks like it's a bit of a, it, it's almost a bit like Zavi's, isn't it? but they sell trainers and sportswear as well. So it's a bit random. They've got this, um, it's limited to 600 um, edition. It's the Boba Fett sculpt that they've got, and it's coloured to look like Kenner. You can only get it at Bay. It's exclusive. It's $100, and it's not sold out yet. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. It's really random. I, I saw them, I think they were announced a week or so ago, and I went on a website, saw they were there, and I thought, oh, well, that'll sell out quick. And I went back on yesterday when I got the show notes, and it's still there. So they've basically taken that original Boba Fett and they've given him that 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 vintage look, which I know a few lines have done. Obviously, we've seen it in the Black Series um, last year for their uh, 40th anniversary Boba Fett edition on on a vintage card back. Um, we've seen Hot Toys do it recently, and now Art Effects have got in on the on the uh, on the act. I'm not paying hundred dollars for that. I like the one that I've got. I think it looks better as a statue in the original colours. And yeah, the vintage colours belong on there. On a vintage figure, I think it's been done to death a bit now. Are the sculpts good on these um, these items? You see they are. I, I think they are. I mean, I showed the photo of the Emperor one to Grant when I got it, and he thought it was a hot toy. Obviously, there's no articulation. They come in, I suppose, pieces. If you like four or five pieces, and you have to assemble it. There's no like movement or articulation. They are they are basically statues. It's just a solid lump of plastic, but they they look great on display. I think that looks brilliant. I love it. I think they they've got the pose there. The fact that he sort of 
just rotating his hips forward slightly to offset the weight of the jetpack on the back. Just the stance. They stand brilliant. They've got magnets yeah, on their really feet. Like they come with a little. Well, they. I think the the FET that I got because I've got the FET and the Vader, and they come with a like a Besbin gantry almost where they stand in around the carbon freeze chamber. That kind of black grated surface, um, and they also will come with a small black stand that's that's magnetic, and the the magnets in the bottom of the statue connect to it to stop it chipping over. They are they are good. I think I'm right in saying that the the fact that they come in four pieces is a is a licensed workaround thing. Yes, so sell them as a kit. Yeah, rather than a statue. Yeah, right. So they're PVC yeah. plastic. They're they're well painted. They look great. Japanese are great at stuff like that, though, aren't they? They've got all the all the good stuff. Limited to only five hundred pieces. I mean, to me, that seems like a really low number for yeah. for a launch of a figure. Particularly bearing in mind it's only. I mean, you, I know you said, oh, I'm not going to buy that, but for a hundred bucks or ninety nine bucks to have. 500 i mean these are going to go in a flash aren't they you can see these getting flipped for the old fet tax and uh you know you can see those people on uh, and i do immediately point out that i can't stand that people who buy more than one just so they can flip it for their own profit because at the same time there'll be a parent who's desperately trying to get someone like that for their kids and are denied that opportunity to buy it at retail it just really really grips me i know people make a living by doing that but um <laughs> why'd you laugh do you do are you guilty of doing that yourself are you dan oh well i have bought things and then sold them on when i've decided i don't like them i don't do it purposefully but yeah, yeah and then you no. see how much they're going for on your line you think oh yeah, it's, it's hard to resist playstations <laughs> and xbox and stuff over christmas oh no i've not like, done that no 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 no, no. star wars stop. action figures let, let let parents buy stuff at retail because christmas is hard enough i'll take I think no, you've had a very experience with a PlayStation. Yeah. I just, I, do you know what? It, it's, yeah, it's not even worth trying, is it? Um, <laughs> but for, for the money, I would have thought that they would have been, that a release of 500 is a low number. I thought they were, I was surprised they weren't gone, to be honest with you. It's coming out of that one store. And I even clicked one and put it in the basket just to see if you'd kick forward and it said sold out. No, it was still there. It was letting me carry on through the checkout journey. Moving on then. And I've got this pre-ordered because I love it. Gotta be the easiest loving we're going to give tonight, Jez. Mandalorian, Tuscan Raider, hot toy. Oh. No, mate, what's not to love about this? Apart from the fact that you've got to wait until January 22 <laughs> to April 22 to get your hands on this bad boy. This collectible figure, <laughs> where do I start? Is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, standard 30 points of articulation, eight different hands. It's got all of the bells and whistles with it with regards to the uh, not only the costume, which we'll come on to in a minute, but it's got the uh, Gaddafi sticks, uh, rifle. It's got uh, macro binoculars, um, the neck device, which it comes with it, and a black melon. Uh, but it's the actual robes. It's the the detail in here. I've zoomed in, and, it, and it's great to see that it's it's not a perfectly symmetrical face. Therefore, looks so much more realistic. The wraps, the bandages, and just the wraps around the arms, around the heads, and uh, the bandoliers, the weapon, the the way in which this, just the the hand gestures, the posability. Uh, the biggest problem with this is just knowing what position to uh, to stick him in uh, i say him i'll leave it in the uh, masculine gender but you know up to you Th- this is just a, it's a gorgeous looking figure but also you know we say yes it's styled and uh, detailed on the mandalorian but you could say from a original trilogy fan oh yeah this is a classic figure you know as soon as when we all watched phantom menace in the cinema and then you heard the Tuscan Raider in the middle of the uh, pod race. Everyone's like, yay! Because this is a figure which has been in pretty much 
all of the different releases of our Star Wars franchise. You know, it's just instantly accepted that that is Star Wars. It's the epitome of Star Wars for some people. You know, you see these people cosplaying. It's celebrations dressed like this. It's just a great character which needs the love. And um, and it definitely has it in this six scale figure. I love it. I completely get why you've ordered it, mate. It was one of my favourite um vintage figures when i was a child or same person yeah it was a no-brainer actually because i had um 192 pound that is i had 25 pound credit in but every time you buy a hot toy you get you get um, some money off your future orders and i've my, my purchases recently so i got 25 quid off that as well so it's uh brought it down to a very nice but like you say january 2022 to april 22 it is a wait and it is frustrating to get there i mentioned last month that my ig11 had been put off a month well i've had another email this month and it's been put off another month so that <laughs> that's waiting for the final payment and uh, they just keep planting it forward so it's a bit gutting when you think you've got a nice new uh, item arriving but but you're right mate yeah it could be either film couldn't it if that head wrap fabric is what it looks to be which is a piece of fabric that's wrapped around several times the, the work in that's just unbelievable or is it a mold i, I mean it's i'm zooming in as much as i can it, it looks like it's fabric doesn't it, it really from, does um, should be able to tell you in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just says um, each masked head sculpt is specially hand-painted. Head sculpt with tattered rags, lenses, head spikes and weathering effects. But it's... Yeah, um, you look at it yeah. sort of where it where it joins the sort of the, the leathery kind of mouthpiece there. That looks like fabric. I mean, if it is a mould and it's and it's painted to look like it's a brilliant, brilliant job. And if it is, I've got fabric elements that are stuck on there. I don't see how they're going to make each one look the same. <laughs> what I love about this, though, it does. I mean, you say the mould, it, it challenges the mould of our preconceived ideas of sound people in some respects. Apart from the, you know, the standard arms above, you know, attack and, and stuff. There's one picture in particular which really kind of humanizes it almost the way it's it's sat down and it's got its hands around a cup and uh to me it just yeah it just looks really really good and reminds you of the fact that these aren't just aggressors they're sort of tribal nomads who who are there but also as you've seen them in sort of mandalorian and stuff and, and as you saw them in uh, in the prequels there's a family element to them as well uh, which I know seems weird for masked people, uh, but just by having that cup in the hands and the way in which it's got the, the hands around the cup, you can sort of imagine that that's got something warm in there. I know to me it's a sort of, I've never thought I'd be able to say it looked like a heartwarming picture of a sand person, but that's as close as a heartwarming picture of a sand person I can imagine. Go and read Kenobi because I kind of uh, softened to the Tuscans all round when I read that book. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, it. great figure. I love that as well. I think it's um, an absolute treat. And as far as I'm concerned, these last two areas we're looking at and this month's announcements, to me, are the best thing that's been announced all month. And following on from a brilliant Hot Toys, are four amazing geeky tiki mugs. Uh, Craig, episode yeah. one, what more do you want? Well, we, we kind of called it, didn't we, on the um, on the blog? All, all the characters that would make a great tiki mug, Darth Maul, he's, he's kind of got that vibe, hasn't he? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to review these in, in order of... I'll do my favourite first, and then I'll, I'll go down to what I'm less keen on, because now you know now i've um dug really deeply into into tiki's i've got you know i've got an opinion so let's hear it so i think my favorite out of all of these is is the queen amidala i think it's just it's lovely and it's to my knowledge it's the first one the star wars range that they've used two different colored paints or, or glazes i know they've done it on other on other lines 
um, but this is the first Star Wars one. And um, it's the Amidala with the, the kind of headdress, the, the one that's kind of scoops up almost kind of Valkyrie kind of style sort of swoops with the, the kind of the geisha style makeup. So I think the white detail in here just really really helps it it lifts off that little kind of lip detail um, and i think it's just a beautiful beautiful sculpt and i think out of the four of them i think the amidala is is kind of streets ahead i, I think it's absolutely stunning i think my next favorite jar jar because i think it just really suits the style i think it's uh, it's that grotesque kind of character sticking his tongue out the little details of his arms his little feet on there and his eye stalks kind of popping up give it a really nice shape that's a, a single color one it's kind of the orangey orangey yellow i think that's uh, that's up there that's a really really good one i think in third place for me is darth maul i think they could have done a bit more with him he's, he's a bloke with horns uh, and i think you know you think about darth maul and his, his kind of devil uh, nature i think he could have been snarling i think he could have been just uh, a little kind of gargoyle type thing and i think I don't know. I think they could have pushed this one. And I also think he's a little bit brown, a kind of brighter red. And that might just be the photos, but a brighter red uh, would have suited it a bit more. And I think my least favourite of the, of the four is, is the Emperor. So the Emperor is another one that uses uses the two colours. So we've got a, a kind of light grey, kind of white for his for his face and his hands and a, and a solid black for his cloaks. So and no kind of skitters of grey or anything like that. And for me, he's just he's just too close to that that little puppet from Saw. In, in his detailing sort of detracts a little bit so he's, he's kind of i think out of the four he's he's the least successful but would i buy all four yeah got some. I, th- I think they're amazing and they're already shipping aren't they i've seen um i'm on a few tiki groups now on facebook and uh people are in, in the states have already got these in hand so yeah from how quick they were announced to how quick people are getting them i, I hope we get them over here in the uk we do tend to get all the geeky tikis become available so um i am checking daily i was quite tempted to order them from the states but it's the um you're doubling up the money by the time you've done the shipping and the customs aren't you yeah well when you see them crop up let me know because um, i'm dead on for these yeah i think all four of them i think you're right i think amadala is amazing it's I just mean, it's one of the best in the whole range yeah let alone this four just the detailing in her outfit and everything it's mm. it, is, it is gorgeous yeah looking forward to uh sipping from one of them some some good fun items i think this month i uh, think there's some quite interesting pieces in there i've heard mixed things about these guys they have a 100 percent success rate it's not that they win it's how they win that worries me repeat Coming in hot on platform TT397. So why haven't I heard of this squad? Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. 99, eh? Huh. Nice touch. They call themselves the Bad Batch. The cavalry has arrived! Now, 
topic three, obviously, this is the last modern way of 2020. And we're not going to be reviewing 2020. We do have a review show coming up on New Year's Eve. But I just wanted to kind of pick your brains. Um, I, I gave you five areas for us just to have a brief discussion on what we're expecting from each area in 2021. And then a dream item for each area, which what you've come up with, what you would really like to see in 2021. After I'd sent these out, I did forget the retro collection. I mean, we've had the the Mando announcement this year. So I'm just going to throw that in first because so far with the retro collection, we've had a Star Wars with six figures we'd seen before and the one with the game. Same with the Empire. And then we had a complete left field Mandalorian retro line, I think, on our, our last show. Half the team loved them. Half the team weren't so keen. So where do you think the retro collection are going to go next? Because I would imagine the Jedi line will probably come out on their anniversary. So we're a couple of years away from that. I think they'll do another wave of Mando. If it takes off and it does well, I, I can't see why they wouldn't. I mean, they're obviously looking at pre-orders. And if they can see people are hungry for this, they'd be, they'd be silly not to, wouldn't they? Why, why it's still a hot item. Unless there's a, another series TV show that we don't know about yet coming out next year that they're, uh, they're going to utilise instead. I, I can't think they, they do anything but a second wave of Mando interesting yeah i suppose i suppose you like you say it's got to be how it sells isn't it yeah what um what one figure would you love to see which they didn't do in wave one i think you, you got to start talking about Sokotano and bokatan haven't you i think they're the hot figures from the new series yeah i quite liked um was it michael Bean in the last episode yeah it was wasn't yeah. it yeah oh, the guy um, out of aliens gun, gunslinger kind of uh kind of role yeah reminded me more of of tombstone well, you got, I can't remember the name of the character, but the guy that was carrying around the marshal that had all Boba Fett's armour, they could probably do another, get another fat out of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just wondered with the retro collection, obviously, it seems to be uh, a way of them releasing three and three quarter inch figures and they keep coming. But, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Just just on that, I don't, I don't see why the retro collection couldn't be some, couldn't be an area that Hasbro had a bit of fun with. So you've got, super articulated and detailed black series you've got um you know vintage style presentation of quality articulated figures in the, in the vintage collection and i think there's this room in that world to have something that just doesn't take itself quite as seriously so if anyone's you know if any line is going to produce chewbacca's family it would be the retro collection I'd love to see that. <laughs> you, what you're saying is, Craig, you'd love to see. I think we actually said it on the shows that are coming next week <laughs> um, about there being the holiday special would be a fantastic line for the retro it, collection, wouldn't it? It would. It would. And, and, and it would, you know, I think that line where it's positioned would support it. Oh, OK. Akmina, the, yeah. the, the perv with the drink bowl in his head. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got a bit of a, a bit of legs that I think if... Uh, Hasbro have got any sense at all? Yeah. So, the vintage collection. I mean, I'm not really into the vintage collection too much, but Dan, you're quite quite invested in it. You've collected the Rogue One stuff. You're collecting the Mandalorian stuff. Do you think it's just going to continue with Mando and stuff in 2021? I think so. I'm hoping for, I mean, personally, that I, I want to see more Rogue One. They haven't, there's no director Krennic. There's no Tarkin. There's no Saw Guerrera. There's no two tubes. I'd like to see him, you know, dig a bit deeper. I know there's some, some obvious ones in terms of the the guys that the heroes that haven't been released yet from the movie, but I'd certainly like to see some of those other characters get a vintage collection release. That's what I'm hoping for, anyways. What about you, Craig? Vintage collection? I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure you're invested in it at all. Um, it's not something I um 
I, I collect heavily. I mean, but there are massive gaps in the three and three quarter line period with um, Rise of Skywalker. And I know no one's kind of interested or likes it anymore, but, you know, Ray in a white outfit is missing from that scale and that and that line and, and Ben Solo in his, in his little jumper. And, you know, it just it's it sort of it's a line that, you know, the Skywalker saga, the family line sort of goes so far and just stops. And that seems a shame to me. The Black Series, we've seen the, the new edges of the Black Series. They're obviously going to continue. I should think we're going to get a fair amount of kind of repacks, maybe with some new head sculpts or something, you know, so they can chuck them out quickly because we seem to be just getting loads all the time. But, I mean, they're going to, they're obviously going to continue on, on all the lines. But something like Rebels, where they released the whole of the the crew, do you think that's it for things like Rebels? Do you think, right, we've launched with them, we're going to chuck them all out in one hit and we'll put that to bed? I I think that and it and it's speculation, my speculation, not anyone else's, is that I think it. I think a lot of what's going on in Mandalorian at the minute, not necessarily in the Mandalorian series. I think the direction they're going in, talking about Thrawn and Ahsoka, and I think there's going to be a lot of callbacks to Rebels, and is going to, I suppose, force people to go back and watch Rebels. I think Jez has said previously he's watched all of Clone Wars and he was going back and watching Rebels to kind of catch up on what's going on. I think then, I think there'll be more of a an appetite for it. So if they brought out a um, an Inquisitor or a Darth Vader from that show, or, you know, um, I'm trying to think of some of the other that character names. I haven't seen it for a while, but there's 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 plenty to mine there and there's, there's a growing following for it. I suppose that you had all Rex and that in there, didn't you? That um, yeah. popped up in Rebels, uh, popular characters. I mean, I, I decided to collect the OT movies on that. So far, we've got three from ESB, five from Jedi, the Fett's still to come. I've got a pre-order. Nothing from Star Wars yet, funny enough. I should think we'll see a few of them hitting. And obviously, Jar Jar Binks coming out. I mean, we're going to have got to see some more Phantom Menace, haven't we? I can't wait to get my hands on that. <laughs> Absolute treat, isn't it? But... I can't believe I put him in a Dulux box. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I do. I mean, the top ten, <laughs> top ten Star Wars characters, they're going to get the best treatment, aren't they? It's clearly popular. You wouldn't have a, a Black Series and a Tiki come out that close together if it, it wasn't uh, vital to the plot. Yeah, any, anything? I mean, you've had a, a terrific Heroes of Endor box set this year, Craig. Do you, do you think you could see... Well, no, no, they were exclusives. That, this was the problem in 2020, wasn't it? And all this stuff came straight onto the market because of all the show cancellations. So it might be a one-off that we saw those come heavily onto the market like that. But do you want to see more sets like that? It was so nicely packaged. I think they certainly upped their game with that. One thing that I do find really interesting about the Black Series is the vehicles and where that's going to go. So we all got, you know, really quite excited about the Snowspeeder. It's sort of seeing ships in that scale um, was was new, the detail they could put in there. And are they going to, what are they going to do with that? I wonder how that's sold. Um, I know that a lot of people you know, gave up on that massive first order tie fire didn't they, they kind of went, got to get one of those got to sell that that's taking up a lot of room so i've got one still <laughs> 30 quid in toys r us when they were shutting down bargain <laughs> but yeah black i mean the black series ships people are you know people are finding room for uh, razor crests and things so uh, will they will they find room for more big big scale um ships like like the snow speed 
I'd like to see him be more inventive than that, though. I think there's there's opportunity. You know, when we talk about ships, have they got to do the entire ship? So, and I've I've seen people they've made their own custard guys. I've <laughs> done you know Millennium Falcon cockpits of all the, the you know the, the yeah. heroes sit in the cockpit. They look fantastic. So I, I reckon there's a there's a Hasler project in there. You know, to release the Falcons, just not realistic, just because of the, how big it would be. But certainly they could do you know a diorama of the the cockpit or you know even the the seating area at the back just do you know something yeah well, i guess you've got things like the ghost haven't you and you know if they're going down that line you've got you've got full crew yeah you know i think a wing is very underrated and not seen as much as it should be seen yeah you're right yeah you don't see it nice lego one out oh jez get yourself involved oh, is it? Oh, i need to get amongst it i'm not <laughs> not big enough fan am i <laughs> we'll find out in Trivial Pursuit Night, won't we? <laughs> oh yeah, bring it on. Um also we we've seen we've seen a couple of play sets this year with we've already touched on it tonight, the the um Bespin Freeze Chamber, which I think we all agreed could have been so much more. The Tantif Corridor, which I think there was a lot more love for it on our show than there was hate, and a couple of us have pre ordered it. It'd be interesting to see what that's like. But you know, if if you were choosing one more of that to come but where, where would you like them to go next because there's no rhyme or reason with it we thought that the tantive corridor was going to be a rogue one box set because of the figures they were releasing and then it's coming a star wars packaging um it's an open it's an open book really that isn't it absolutely 100 percent the death star detention block corridor <laughs> with the hexagonal sides and the orange floor with the lights up lights i know someone who that would fit their focus but i can't think <laughs> who it is <laughs> what just... about you dan I think I'd go with a Death Star Bridge. I think you do a lot with that with the bounty hunters lined up with Vader and all the officers in the pits. I think that would mm. look quite good. Jez, if you could come up with a playset, anything from the OT that you think would make a really nice display? No, you're right. They've got it all covered, haven't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't put me on the spot like that. And then, yeah, um, no, mate. They're. Uh, I, th- I think we're good for playsets. <laughs> I would quite like to see um, the room where three PO is having his oil bath. Just um, in the first film, I'd I'd love to, I'd love to get in help. with him. Well, rub him down <laughs> in his oil bath. And I, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we've not seen that yet. Obviously, um, it's been a great year for Hot Toys. Again, we will speak about them in the 2020 review. But a lot of Mando figures coming from Hot Toys, so I'm expecting to see more next year. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see certainly a Cara June come out in a Hot Toy form. Trying to think what else might come from that. I, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see the armourer. I reckon they could do the Marshal again, out. couldn't they? They could do the Marshal guy. I reckon he'll be a good seller with his Boba Fett armour. I mean, you're get this Mara year... Soka, you're going to get Thrawn, you get Luke. <laughs> never-ending. I think... I'm just trying to think if there was a, a hot toy that I would just be straight in. Obviously, Greedo. I would love to see anything from the cantina. Maybe even, like, Wooer, the, um, the old bartender. I don't know if it's sell enough to, to warrant the work. <laughs> what did you say, Craig? That that's niche. <laughs> You've been trying to sort of uh, just looking at their back catalogue and trying to see what the pattern. There isn't one, uh, is it? Well, it's it's weird, isn't it? So so they'll do like yeah. For me, spending that money on a on a figure, it's it's like it, you want the icons, right? You want the main cast. You want the guys who get all the close ups. So they do that, but then they really sort of. You know, kick the arse out of that, so they'll have a Luke Skywalker deleted scene sandstorm version, which seems so sort of strange to me. And then they'll do like a handful around, uh, like a, a key release, like Solo and Rogue One. So, they'll, 
but they'll do Chirrut and not Bays. You know what I mean? You kind of want both yeah. of them. And then there's lots of kind of low-hanging fruit. So once they've got, like, some armour, they'll trot out every variation of that armour you can think of. So, um, you know, once they've got some clone armour, they'll do they'll do all the repaints. So it's it's a very odd sort of strategy, I think. Uh, I think it's the same in all the areas, though, isn't it? It's the same with Black Series Vintage Collection. They get so far with things and then move on to the next, and you just kind of got to hope. I mean, I am certainly with this Rogue One focus on it. I'm hoping they're going to go back and fill in the gaps and... I think that's all you can do, isn't it? And hope there's enough demand for him to do it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I do agree, but these are like 200 quid figures. Oh, I know, yeah, absolutely. I think it's sort of, the stakes are higher. Um, so there needs to be more, lo- I'm looking for more logic. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I don't so. mind it when it's a 20 quid figure. Yeah. Dan, you, 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 oh, you've got a, a Rogue One focus. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not being funny. The Gin Hot Toys, the deluxe one was amazing. She's only available on the secondary market now. And the K2 was amazing. And the Turret was amazing. And Krennic was amazing. I mean, one of those figures, just one, just choose one, would be amazing in a Rogue One line. Well, when Seriously, we get to, I'm, I'm assuming in our, in, our, in our review show, we're going to talk about our purchases for the year after. So maybe I'll commit to buying a Hop toy. I mean, I mean, just if you're, if you're getting a Rogue One one, I think there's four there. Yeah. The, the Jin one was beautiful sculpt. Mm. Um, I was gutted. I missed. I missed them, and I am. I'm still a little bit gutted. I think there was a couple of the troopers as well, which looked nice, weren't there? The death troopers. Yeah, Jin in particular is is one that I kind of slapped myself on the forehead with that I missed because she's at least double what she was when she was released. Yeah, I think one of them would look amazing in your collection. In your run, would really set it off. I'll tell you what, I would really love <laughs> hot toy wise, and that would be a Leia Bush. I think that would be an amazing hot toy figure. Yeah, I'd be, all, I'd be all over that. I could see them doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think they really, they really need to have another run up at Chewie. Yeah, because <laughs> they, if they didn't get him right, I think somebody who's missing for me is old Lando. So they yeah. did, the, you know, they did the uh, the, the original trilogy cast uh, in their in their sequel guises, and I think Lando would complement that. And I think you know, looking at that 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 massive Mandalorian figure we reviewed last time, you know, that's a big that's a big chunk of your your living room okay so you need to sort of take that and run with it a little bit and i thought what would be really really cool would be vader in his uh in his back to tank in rogue one where he's like just a little torso in in a in a massive kind of container but it's like a lava lamp <laughs> yeah that does sound good so yeah you just said my idea was niche so that's really left field i mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean paraplegic um, yeah be all over that that's that does sound good yeah i can't wait to see where they go because they do just they just this year alone, I've bought um, I've bought the Lando from Empire. I've ordered, pre-ordered the Snow Speeder Luke, the Mando Deluxe IG Eleven. I mean, I can't wait to see where they go. And finally, obviously, something that wasn't on my radar. I'm not sure it was on Dan's radar at the beginning of the year, but we've all become tiki lovers because of Craig. Again, they 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 churn them out. I mean, we get new designs. They do go for the obscure characters. You do get the background characters. So. Uh, one tiki that we'd all love to see. I think for me, because I missed out on the Falcon, I want to get a big ship. <laughs> so it'd have to be a ship for me. So I'm, again, I'm going to go back to my old favourite Star Destroyer. I could imagine a big Star Destroyer that's got an open belly and you can fill it up with booze and loads of straws. Yeah, like that. Jez, what, what would you like to sup a drink from? Training ball. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. Bit of a shot, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Craig? I still, I still think the, the sequels are underrepresented, Ray. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it. Quite like a little Maz mug. Yeah. 
Could be cool. Yeah, I'd like the drink from Maz. I think um oh, I think they could go with just like big giant helmet bowls. Like, a, like your like your you know, your fish bowls you get out of the thing, just like a massive stormtrooper helmet. But I like think they'd just be saying that because I'm facing a stormtrooper helmet as I speak. So uh yeah, so much area, but I do love the tiki and after Craig, after your video of your set, I did pre order that as well. So <laughs> Disappointed it's not going to be here before Christmas, four to eight weeks return on that. Although there is rumours that the Falcon is going to be made available again shortly, Dan, so worth keeping Ooh. an eye out. Mm-hmm. Because that did go right up. Yeah, about $130, I think, they're rumoured to be about. I want that land speeder as well. That's amazing. Yeah, I haven't seen that available anywhere, have you? No. To save Luke. Han, it's cold outside. Don't need a rebuke. But Han, it's cold outside. My friend is somewhere. Your Tauntaun will freeze out. He's there. bound to die. Never reach the first marker alive. I've calm control set screen the alpha. With this conversation, I'm done. Just let me go out. I think you should hold out. Because it's cold outside. To borrow, at least I've got to say that I've tried. I've got to go now because it's cold, Han. It's cold outside. We are at Christmas and one thing I was quite um, quite amazed at is how how much love there is for the old Hallmark keepsake ornaments. I didn't realise there'd been so many to start with, actually. They really are popular. Now, in America, I read that 22 million households collect the Hallmark keepsake ornaments. I'm not sure how many households there are over there, but that seems like an extremely large number of houses going after these things. Did a bit of interesting reading up on, on old Hallmark. There was a chap called uh, Joyce Clyde Hall. He was just 18. And January the 10th, he arrived in Nebraska with nothing but a shoebox full of postcards. And he he lodged at the local YMCA and he literally just sold these postcards out of his shoeboxes. And um, so began the business. And he was actually asked to leave the YMCA. His business got so big so quickly that he was forced to remove himself from the YMCA due to complaints from the mail he was receiving in there. I think in 1915, postcard, the demand for postcards dwindled, and that's when he created birthday and Valentine's cards, and the business just grew. And in 1928, 
he started stamping all his items with the word Hallmark, half his name, and obviously Hallmark being a term that is used to signify quality um, since the 14th century. And then in 1932, Hallmark and Disney, a joined in a licensing agreement to print Disney characters on greeting cards. And this was a first for this kind of license of two huge licenses coming together to create these kind of items. So Hallmark has really stood the test of time. 1910, we're now in 2020, 110 years. The company is still in the family. It's now his grandsons that run that business. So what I asked you boys is, first of all, Dan, I'm going to come to you. What is a keepsake ornament and uh, when did they start? So they started in 1973 um, and they're more of a, I suppose, a series of ornaments rather than single items. And they're boxed as well rather than being loose as many of their other sets are. Um, they come um, boxed and they can be marked with the year that they're released in um, and they can be personalised as well. They tend to be the ones that are classed as keepsakes rather than just a, a regular hallmark ornament and they yeah they've been going a long long time they literally straddle so many different um licenses as well don't they i mean there's zeus ones there's just generic ones disney sesame street i believe there's a an nes ornament i think that was released this year actually friends harry potter i think they really have gone to town with them but craig they then got involved with star wars what was the first Star Wars ornament and when was it out? So the first Star Wars ornament was at the height of the Star Wars resurgence in 1996. And it was the Millennium Falcon. Uh, and also that year they produced a sort of set of mini vehicles. Uh, so the X-Wing, the TIE Fighter and the ATAT. And these were just, at the time, the only two, the only two sets they did. And to some extent, they made sense. They hung. They 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 were suspended, apart from probably the attack. But you know these things that there was a logic to them hanging on a tree, like they were just hovering in uh, in space. So I kind of I, I vaguely vaguely remember them from from back in the day. So these have all, you you always been able to buy these in this country as well. Then I mean Hallmark always been in things like Clintons and that, haven't they? As a brand, yeah. I don't I don't remember I don't remember sort of seeing them in shops, but I remember them existing. I don't think the the, the keepsakes or certainly the star wars ones i've never seen them at retail and i back in the 20 years ago i used to i used to hunt them down but you'd always have to get them online from the states i've never seen them over here you collected these did you Dan? i've got several i was gonna i was gonna just ask jez this but perhaps perhaps a general question if you open up the um the second uh, link on here the hallmark keepsake ornaments there's a, a wide variety of some of the ones that have been out and um, some prices on there. But perhaps we could just have a little scroll through and all, all choose a couple here that uh, you particularly like because there's some um, been some fascinating. They've as a range. I mean, they've they've gone through everything, haven't they? I mean, ninety nine they hit you with uh, episode one stuff. You had a Naboo Starfighter, Amadala, Maul. You could have in your train the Gungan submarine. A, a real random. When they're only releasing a few, and the best set from 2000, the Jedi Council. I mean, Kiermundi, Sears Tin is his name. Is he Tin? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Yoda. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is really, really weird. And um, there were some crazy ones. The 2001 one. Have you seen the Empire Strikes Back lunchbox with flask? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite. I, mean, I, think I like those. They're quite witty. Yeah. I just um, what what? Just scrolling through them. What what stands out to people? My favourite, and I've actually got it, is the Attack with the um, with the snowspeeder flying around it. So it's on like the snowspeeder's on like a little wire, so it looks like he's trying to trip the 
the ATAT over and it's got a nice snowy base and if you press the button on the bottom of it and you've got a battery in you get a few sound effects from the film as well <laughs> nice i mean why when you look at their pedigree just seeing on uh star wars collector's archives i do love the dogfight just the original sort of a tie fighter x-wing dogfight scenes i think on a lunchbox that looks great I think that would look even better on your door, Dan, than uh, what we originally <laughs> saw with the wooden plaque, for sure. What about you, Craig? I mean, I know you've bought a Hallmark uh, ornament recently, haven't you? I have bought a Hallmark ornament. I- I'm-, I'm drawn to these ones that are like little, um, like little mini scenes. So there's one there of Luke getting his lightsaber for the first time and one of uh, Lam- uh, Han and Greedo in the bar. Uh, it's just like a little cutaway of the booth. I mean, I imagine they that particular branch of your tree bends down more than all the others because they're like a big chunk. But they're quite sweet, aren't they? A lot of the others are just well, it's just a figure with a hook in its head. I quite like those baubles as well, the BB-8 baubles, because they're different colours. Yeah, you can see why, um, why they're highly collected, can't you? If this is your niche and, I mean, Christmas decorations, I... I've got family in Scotland. I go up there, or you always try to get up there once a year. And they're in this tiny little town, but they've got a massive Christmas ornament shop. It's a, it's, it's busy all year round with people buying stuff. I mean, so there is definitely a collector's market there. I know that Mark's not here, so I'll kind of do his job for him. But the packaging is absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, as a brand, it's very, um, it's very schmaltzy, isn't it? And very kind of. You know, it's not it's not a brand I I gravitate towards. So so the actual you know the, the Star Warsiness of it is really at odds with their their, their script and their sort of parchmenty looking backgrounds. Uh, that doesn't that's a big fail. But the um you know the actual objects themselves are nice. It's come come up to us like they've got a little Macquarie Macquarie three PO and R two set there with a the little R two with the crazy arms coming out. Quite good fun. Luke and his ex-green gear, Jez. I'm surprised you haven't got that on your tree. <laughs> it's not up yet. It's happening this weekend. <laughs> I, quite, I quite like this. That it is just so random. There's some of the bits. I mean, a sand crawler. That's going to be bringing the branch down, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bender for definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely some fun. Totally oblivious to what we were talking about. Dan, then. Dan, 2020 releases. What, what are we seeing this year? What is this year's must-have Christmas deck? So there are a few they've got coming out. So there's a, a Jedi Master Yoda from The Empire Strikes Back. A Lack of Faith, A New Hope. I've lost what that was. Do you know what that one is? I think, is that Vader choking Motti? That's it, yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. Um, there's an Imperial Attack Walker from The Empire Strikes Back. And there's a Han Solo from Lego and a Chewbacca from Lego, as well as the Mandalorian. And I've seen as well, and I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure if it's this year or last year. I don't know if you've looked at all. It looks like there's a baby Yoda in a, hover pram as yeah. well a baby yoda in a hover pram yeah oh, yeah there is yeah you're right yeah 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 there used to be it used to be when i when i did when i was interested in it you used to get like one released a year so <laughs> i haven't looked at them for a while so they've really up their game so yeah there's i think some of them are convention exclusives as well they've not all necessarily been released in line on store i mean it's a shame mark isn't here actually look they've got an imperial probe droid this year as well yeah yeah 130 dollars yeah, if you were if you are a completist on these, you, you've got to be putting together a fair bit of money, haven't you, in a year? I mean, all right, most of them are around about the $20 mark. The Bouncing Bounty Mandalorian Baby Yoda, which just looks like a drawing to me, but it's got a frog hanging out his, his legs. <laughs> Don't know what's quite going on there, actually. It looks like one of those things you pull the frog and uh, his little arms wave, but I'm not sure whether that's a fact or not. 
do yeah. uh, I do struggle with Lego things that aren't Lego. I don't know that makes me really grumpy, but presumably that's bigger than a minifigure and it just hangs on your tree. Craig, what what I do want to see is some some of the secondary market of some of these is crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the standout one is the uh, they've, they've, there's a double pack of uh, shock uh, shadow trooper. Uh, yes, it's a Shadow Trooper and a Shock Trooper, um, and that was created for San Diego Comic Con in 2009, and obviously was only available in a very limited number. Um, and as a consequence, um, and I'm looking at completed listings on eBay, um, they are around £600. Uh, they, they seem to be going for, so they're having offers accepted around that that figure. And down from that, the, the sort of next. So they do bigger pieces. So there's a multi sort of uh, ornament wreath um, that's uh, that's been going for around uh, 450. There's a two pack of protocol droids. They've got K3PO and R3PO. Um, and again, that was a San Diego uh, exclusive, and that's um, that's on there for uh, £438 on a buy it now. And then down from there, you've got a, a Rancor. Uh, and that's coming in around 375. So, you know, if you don't get these at the time and they are, you know, exclusive to a show, you know, it's a it's a decent return on your uh, on your investment. I think. No, this website we were just on looking at these things. The it shows you the line of them all. Yeah. Uh, HallmarkOrnaments.com. You can actually buy them on here now. They sell the Rancor for 700 dollars on here. But that first one you just mentioned, the two the two pack of it's over a grand, wasn't the, it? The Shadow Trooper, yeah, um, $1,195, and it is available on there at the moment. It is, they do have one in stock. I mean, you have got to be proper invested to be thinking about that. I mean, out of all the ones I've looked at tonight, that's probably the worst one I've seen. Pretty dull. <laughs> <It's>, uh, yeah, <laughs> and that, sort of, uh, that sort of money, I mean... Um, I think you've got out of the right time, like the IG-88 and Dengar 2-pack, $850 on it. The R2-Q5 and R2-A3, $1,000. I mean, they're just, that's just nuts. Are they all exclusives, though? They are all exclusives, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I think, I mean, the majority of them are, are situated somewhere between $30 to about 100 aren't they? Do any of you have these hanging on your trees? I mean, Dan, you've just said you've got seven. Four. I thought I can think of. I've got a I've got a Qui-Gon Jinn, and I've got a Boba Fett, and I've got a Chewie carrying C-3PO on his back, and I've got the Atat one that I mentioned. In other ornaments, I've got, you know, I went to went to Florida, I think, must be three or four years ago at, at Christmas time. It was November, and we went into Walmart, and there was just the amount of Star Wars ornaments. It was amazing, so I picked a load up and brought back with me. Unfortunately, they won't be hanging on the tree this year because it's Emma's turn to decorate the tree and I'm not allowed any Star Wars tat on it. So I'll have to send you some photos of them next year because they're going to be packed away for another 12 months. <laughs> Does she cover it in print stuff? Well, she's got bought a box of purple baubles this year, a set of like 100 purple baubles. So, yeah, that's the, uh, well, there you that's go. the idea. You choose the barrier. I know. <laughs> it's give and take, mate. Next year, I'll fill it up with all the shite. <laughs> Yeah, really go overboard. Get us, get the slave Leia one because he looks terrible. I've got a really good, I've got um, a really good um, R2D with re- um, reindeer antlers on and a and a kind of a super deformed Darth Vader with a Santa hat on. That she really loves those ones. 
so they take um, pride of place. When we first started the other podcast, and um, we had an, a nice chap called Scott Clark's buying chips off Star Wars from UK, and he customised us. I think you got one, didn't you, Jez? He customised us a, yeah. a vintage figure. So I've got a Clarto skiff, and he's dressed all in red with a Rudolph nose and that on it. And that was for the Christmas tree. And I get that out every year. So I hung it on my Christmas tree at the weekend. My wife's put all these new decorations, and I've just hung this random yeah. Star Wars figure, <laughs> figure bang in the middle of the tree. I've got a Dengo one. I've still got it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Any other comments about these ornaments? I'm not sure where else I asked you. I've completely lost my way with the notes. I think we've covered it. They are, there are some nice ones. Uh, it's just a shame they're just not available over here. I think I probably have bought a few more back in the day, but when I started getting uh, hit by the import duty, I decided to uh, to call it a day. So they're not they're not available on Amazon or anything then. I, to be honest, I haven't looked for a while. When I, you know, certainly in the past, I've looked in Hallmark stores. I've searched on a website in the UK, and they've never, they've never stocked them. But yeah, they may well have them on Amazon. Oh, they do, they do now, Dan. I don't say that. They, I'm not, they have I got don't the child with the frog between your legs. Yeah, but how much is it? That's is that? Oh, right, I saw that the one in the Hover Pram was like fifty nine quid on the Dan, on the, the UK Amazon. Here. You're a big Mando fan. <laughs> that one is on here. I won't be able to hang it for twelve months. Remind me, remind me next year, and I'll yeah, I'll, I'll have a look at the it. money. I would get it now and invest. <laughs> I think he's right. I think I think you need to. So you don't want any regrets as we work go into twenty twenty one. I think you, know, you need some that. new acquisitions for the next episode, Jez. So I think you should That's buy right, it. You do. Yeah. Oh my god, they've got the sand <laughs> yeah. crawler. Someone buy the sand crawler. See if it bends your tree. <laughs> There's also my... a Death Star kind of topper as well. You know, like rather than having a star or a Whatever else you have on top of a tree, you can get a, a, a dart to sit on top. I think that's about 150 quid. I think my, well, the one I got ended up coming from Germany, I think. And I have to say, I was delighted with it. I think it's just such a charming little object. And I think that its appeal lies in the fact that it's a behind the scenes image. And I think that's a really interesting thing to explore. And out of everybody who could go there, weird that Hallmark, the Christmas ornament people, looked at that, you know? Interesting. It is a nice, it is a nice one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I really see like why it. you've gone with that. Yeah, they could yeah. do a whole range of, you know, Carrie Fisher flirting with costumed characters. I mean, plenty I would of like, behind-the-scenes um, photos of her snogging Gamorrean guards and things. I would quite yeah, like Harrison one of Ford. her and her body double sunbathing in their bikinis. <laughs> yes. you know the photo I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd hang that on the tree. Oh, oh Jez, they've got a Red Five Rebel pilot helmet ornament done you this yeah year. i saw that yeah i saw that i mean i i do like that it's still i, I love uh atst but i i don't know i'm i know it's obvious i know it's sort of cliched and stuff like that but i've, I've got a real thing for the stormtrooper helmets mm, simple yeah well there you go break your um modern thing with a hallmark ornament why don't you get yourself the r2d2 and you could put a photo of you and jules in it I did see that. <laughs> that was one of the other ones I noticed. I was like, yeah, I quite like that. There's a, there, there is a lot here I like. And then the classic Yoda in the Santa costume. I think, you know, it works quite well for me. Really. Vader in a jumper. Love that. Is There is some good stuff here. There really I'm, very, is. I'm very tempted to buy that R2-D2 and put a photo of myself in it and send it to you for your Christmas tree. Because you'd feel obliged, especially if I turned up on your doorstep, just to double check it was on the tree. Well, you know, we could we could get one for Mark, couldn't we? And have you know, Mark and his significant other. Yeah, something really bad that he would hate. <laughs> I must admit, actually, when I looked through these, I think like like twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, they were they were proper smashing it at that point. I mean, the Cantina Band, beautiful. They've got a Grievous on here, Dan. I can't believe you haven't got that. 
because your son loves Grievous. I mean, I would definitely get that just to impress him. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do that, Stu. Rebel base in range. The force is strong with this one. This is Red 5. I'm going in. Marked and locked in. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. We like to choose a figure of the month, and we, we choose a mould and uh, what, what's been our favourite. But it is Christmas, and I think, Craig, I think you, this was your suggestion. It'd be really nice to all of us to choose our favourite Christmas-related figure. Now, I know we laughed about the five Black Series ones, but I did go and purchase the, the Hoff Stormy, dressed as a bit of an elf with a little porg, and I got it out of the box, and it was a lot of fun, and I stood it on top of my fireplace, and um, I have to I have to search the lounge every night because my little girl loves it. She gets it down and puts the porg to bed, and every day she she plays with it, and it's... Sometimes it's half back up there. There might be the backpack leaning against the wall with the weapon or something and I have to go and find the rest of it. So, but actually, it's quite an enjoyable, fun figure. So I'm not going to slate them. I'm, I don't know why they needed to release five. But over the years, there has been all sorts of holiday figures. So I'm going to come to you boys now to choose what is your favourite figure. I come to you first, Jez. I mean, that Porg is lovely. It just looks like a... A, a, a sad school kid who's just posing for his school photograph who's not really happy to be there he's feeling slightly self-conscious of his scarf and uh yeah so the, the porg was definitely up there is is one of my favorites anything with babu frick is just uh it's got it for me but it's just a little bit confusing because you're not quite sure who he is and stuff and i, and I want it to be obvious so for me it has to be the yoda it has to be the holiday edition 2003, the Macquarie. So, you know, you, yeah. you look back through time and that, that's the classic sort of cr- crew card. You know, it, it, it's the um, it, it's the classic vintage Merry Christmas Yoda message with the Santa hat. I love that. I think that's a good choice. Good choice. I think um, I think Dan owns that and he might well have been going for that himself. So he's probably scrabbling around at the moment trying to find something else no, he, he's not he's on the uh funko pops website ordering some more funkos that's what <laughs> i've been sat here staring at that holiday edition yoda all night thinking i'm going to use that and you <laughs> i haven't well, got a backup either <laughs> well, you have a little look um craig christmas is obviously only about one guy he's a little bit tubby he's got white hair and a white beard and little glasses uh so that's who i've gone with and i'm just going to put a link in the uh in the chat for you to have a look at. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've never seen that before. So I'm looking at the George Lucas Skywalker Ranch Holiday Party Edition Tiki Mug. So these were given out um, at the Skywalker Ranch Christmas Party in 2016. Uh, and what we're looking at is a it's a sort of cartoony uh, 3D uh, sculptural mug of George Lucas. He's got his big Mr. Whippy hair with his little curl. 
He's got his glasses with his little one eyebrow raised, his little paunchy body, and he's stood on a sort of tiki style base with the uh, with the Skywalker Ranch uh, logo on. And this is probably, you know, we've talked about tiki mugs. This is probably the most rare uh, and sought after Star Wars tiki mug in existence. It's made by a company called Tiki Farm, uh, who are renowned for this sort of thing. But it was limited to 150 pieces. So you can imagine this is uh, this is this is some rare and treasured piece uh, by the people who have these on their shelves at home. And just to give you an idea of some of the uh, of its desirability, um, it averages in value at around uh, one thousand five hundred dollars. Um, you know when they when they do come onto the open market. So that's my choice. A little bit rogue, but you know it's Christmas. Thought I might get away with it. Love it. I was all over it until I saw the price. <laughs> <laughs> Something to aim at. my mind, yeah. So, Dan, you've had a bit of time to think now. So I'm going to go with the same theme as Jez's one, and I'm going to go with the Holiday Jawas from 2004. So, again, they're inspired by Ralph McQuarrie Holiday Cards from Lucasfilm. And there's two Jawas, one's holding a training ball and the other's holding a nice red package with a green bow around it. So I'm going to stick with those two. Very festive. Yeah, nice, nice. The alternative is the bright red Darth Vader, but I don't think anyone likes that figure. No, Especially not Steve Sansweet. <laughs> and Darth Vader, there was a Darth Vader with uh, no removable mask and helmet, removable helmet only, removable mask and helmet, removable part of a mask... <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. And then there were the comic book versions where it'd been, and the Christmas versions. The, I think that was the worst, the poorest selling uh, Kenner Hasbro figure of all time was the, uh, was the shiny red Darth Vader for Christmas one year. I can't believe none of you have chosen the C-3PO with him kind of dressed as Santa, but half taking his, like, beard off. It's, <laughs> it's like, like, it's actually me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those little baby doll nighties, isn't it? With the yeah. fluff around the bottom. I mean, he's cute if you had a little R2 next to him. I mean, it looks like really lazy sculpted. It does look like just a, a typical modern R2. And someone's kind of like super glued a couple of massive horns on his head. Well, I look forward to seeing whoever's putting this run together, Jez. Easy, easy. And what, what do you want me to do on Friday? Boys, always good fun. What I will ask you all is, from everything we've spoken about tonight, you can't have it already pre-ordered or bought. So if you are going to have to add one item we've discussed, what would you be choosing tonight? Uh, Craig? Oh, I'm scrolling down the list. Do you know the thing that stuck out for me tonight, which I'd not seen before, was the um, warning Wampers uh, sign from uh, Regal yeah. Robot. I think that's what you put on your door. Yes, definitely something a bit different. Jez? If I had to buy something and uh, money was no object, I'd definitely be buying that Tuscan Raider, Raider the uh, Hot Toys. I think that's awesome. It's lovely. Lovely place. Uh, Dan? I think I'm going to get myself a Red Vader. What, the Christmas one? Yeah. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'm going to go on eBay at the moment. I'm going to send you every link. <laughs> Literally every link. I would. I haven't pre-ordered them yet, but it uh, has to be the uh, episode one Geeky Tiki's for me. I think they're amazing. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah. Obviously, we are in the middle of uh, our festive season of shows. We've got plenty more to come. I um, hope you've enjoyed the beer show and the present guide show that we've already released up to this point. 
but uh, be sure to go and check out all our enhanced shows as well over on YouTube. Just go and search Generation Skywalker and um, check out all our social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Again, just search for Generation Skywalker at the moment. Craig is doing a delightful advent calendar with different bits of what we've done or different things that have meant something to us over 2020. Bang in the middle of that at this moment in time. And of course, go to www.generationskywalker.com where you'll find um, all the blogs. Recently, the, the Beer Guide one is obviously on there. Brilliant blog. And there is links to all the enhanced shows and all the podcasts on there if you want an easy way to find everything. Obviously, go back and listen to all our shows. Every show since we started in, not even sure when we started, March, March. April time. Somewhere around there, wasn't it? Yeah, March. March. All our shows are still available wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, just shout out Alexa, play Generation Skywalker podcast. You will get them on there as well. We are all over the place now. But it is for the modern way for 2020. Uh, goodbye, Daniel. This is the way. Goodbye, Craig. Goodbye. And it is goodbye, Jez. Thanks for having me along. And it is it is good night from me. And to playing us out tonight on my, my Christmas themed songs, we're going to listen to Bells, 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 where uh, 3PO and R2 are going to bash it out again. We are Generation Skywalker. I cannot believe the question. It's like, what is indigestion? Not that bells and indigestion are the same. I cannot believe the query that you ask, what is Einstein's theory compared to what our bells seems almost tame? What is indigestion? Who is Einstein? Are two really? Before you ask me who is H.G. Wells, I will help your education with a simple explanation of bells. Bells? Bells! What was all that? All that was the verse. A verse always comes before the chorus. Bells, 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 the thing they do is ring.
if you've been listening, is bells.